0: Chop suey, bubba Boo-y, but yeah. Right, wake and up. Shit like that. Right, yeah, put
1: a little makeup. Crap right, wash, put a little makeup. You wanted to. Why is the keys on the table?
0: You forgot to take them with you. <laughs> you need to stop playing around with all the clowns and the white stuff. Good girls gotta get down with the gangsters. Hello and welcome to episode 145 of the TryGames.net podcast, which, as you know, is kind of tradition, we are recording before we even posted up episode 144. And that's due to several reasons, one of them being that this week was kind of funky again, and two, um, we still can't figure out what the hell is wrong with the RSS feed. So by the time you hear this, we will have figured out what was wrong, so it kind of makes no sense for me to have said what I just said. Hopefully. But there it is. Uh, uh, chop suey, baba booey. But yeah. Right. Wake and up. shit like that.
1: Grandpa just right. yeah. put a little makeup. What? That's just paid oh. way to check out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why's the you keys on the table? Are you going crazy? Because you wanted
0: table? to. You wanted to. Grab just put a little makeup. You wanted to. Why's the you keys on the table? You forgot to take them with you, I think. Yeah, I even skipped a line. <laughs> Uh, I am I'm your host. Uh, one of the hosts, since there are two of us, uh, Austin, A.K.A. Mr. Chupan, as is known on the site. Uh, we've been putting a couple of well, I've been putting one or two, not a couple, just one or two reviews up there in the past month or so. They're rewrites because I used to write like complete crap, and now I don't write like complete crap, just sort of crap. So, figured it was time to revise stuff. But we're here with our other host, and he has hair. Yep, that's me. Ow, uh, me. Al. Al. Me. Al. Me. Almeida. And he also uh, plays some manner of guitar, which we'll pimp, you know, later at the end, like we always do. But for now, uh, since, you know, we are the delinquent trilobiters and Pete's been faithfully doing his trilobites, which, again, if you stuck around for the end of episode 144, you will have heard. So if you didn't hear Pete's trilobite, then shame on you. Um, and stuff like that. But. You don't know what we've been playing, so Al, what have you been playing, isn't a boy? Oh, I ruined it for you. Shit. Not really. But yeah, good. Um, yeah. I think I mentioned it last week. I don't even remember when I finished
1: Summer Night. But I finished Summer Night, like 18 hours. And there's actually more game to it. Mm. But I just don't feel like doing it. Um, <clears> throat> basically, throat> there's 50 levels in the Labyrinth that you go down to uh, get to the last boss. And then after that, it unlocks like another, well, who knows how many levels. And then it gets it changes from like super easy mode to mm, not hard mode, but it gets a little tough and to the point where it's like, oh well, I'm getting hit from both sides, damn. But not like the next game I'm playing, which is easier not too. The oh, unemployed shit. ninja returns. Yeah, uh, which is the sequel to the Legend of the Unemployed Ninja Izuna, from uh, Ninja Studio and Success or something like that. I forget, but it's published by Atlas, and it seems like Atlas is like the publisher of all the roguelikes that come from Japan, besides like Pokemon. And I don't know if they publish Shinen.
0: Uh, Shirin the uh, Shirin, Wanderer I mean. is Sega. Oh, okay, that was Sega. Um. That was a Chunsoft developed game, I believe. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this wasn't a Chunsoft game, though. It was weird. Yeah. I think each and I see a Chunsoft game. Oh. I don't know. I, I would look at it, but my DP case is all there. Anyway. Aww. Um, this game is pretty cool as a roguelike. Uh, it's based upon ninjas and has very funny, suggestive uh, dialogue. Uh, mostly about things like one of the main characters is this girl named Shino. And she's searching for a sister, Shizune. And Shizune keeps walking around asking for her sister because she's, like, ahead of her, she, you know, in, in terms of, like, oh, we go to a skill? town, but she's already been there. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, So they show her asking about her sister, like, oh, have you seen my sister? And she's like, yeah. Um, Have you seen my sister? She, knows. she looks kind of like me except she's got, like, uh, a washboard for a chest.
0: <laughs> what? And, yeah, oh god! Yeah, she's always god. like
1: talking about how her sister has no tits, and wow. um, and she does, and she's um that's they're bold. like, uh, yeah, I think I know who you're talking about, and they're like, oh no, uh, she she lives here, but she hasn't been here, it's some stupidness like that, and then she like runs off instead of staying put and waiting for her to come back. But let's not get there. Uh <laughs> that just you know moves the story along. But uh, there's another character named Mitsumoto, and he Ooh, uh, Mitsumoto. he's like. Uh... I feel bad Sorry. for him. He's a ninja guy that got kicked out of the village. He's like the, one of the last ninjas. and everybody You else are is just, the
0: last ninja. Sorry.
1: Uh, uh, everybody else is just like regular villagers or whatnot. So he's desperately like searching for a girl and no girl wants him. They, they It goes to the point where they don't even act like he exists. And the people mm-hmm. in his crew don't act like he exists. And oh, like, he'll shit. say something, and, like, for example, there's this one uh, girl, and everybody says hi to her. Uh-huh. He says hi. Izuna says, "Uh, don't mind that, that was just a wind." Oh, shit. And then uh, there was another uh, person, like, a lot of times, people see the group for the first time, and they'll be like, Oh, how have you guys been? You all look really good. Izuna, Shino, uh, Shino and even Genon, mind you, Mitsumoto's the fourth person there. Right, and, and they don't. Yeah, yeah. They they don't even they don't even regard him in the same area, in the same group as the people he's with. It's just like there's three people in some some something, and then he's like, "Hey, hey what something, about something? me?" And then they continue their conversation. That's cold. Yeah, it's just cold. You know that ain't uh, right. And uh, they even reflected in the manual, which is really funny. They talk about how Mitsumoto um is so so with every weapon in the game. But some people are really good with certain weapons, and some people don't use others. But he uses every weapon, but he's just not good with any of them. And they oh. laugh at him. They're like, "Oh, check out Mitsumoto's stats," because they, they show they say triangle means, "Oh, this character's not so hot at it. Check out Mitsumoto, Haha. And every <laughs> every one of Mitsumoto's stats is a, a triangle. And people are assholes. Yeah. And then, um, of course, this this whole manual is uh presented like in Izuna's um uh, point of view. Point of view. Yeah, she's the one that's actually speaking the manual. Okay. And um, later on in the manual, they have a part where they talk about uh, character affinities to each other because you can actually get two characters in this as opposed to the first game where you only have one character. Okay. And also, uh, in the first game, you only have one town and one dungeon, I think. But now in this game, you have many different towns and many different dungeons that you can go into.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, in the character affinity section, they show how the characters relate because you can take them both into the dungeon and whatnot. And this between, like, the first character you choose, and then the partner that you choose, so it's different for different people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then they go, um, yeah, Mitsumoto gets along with everybody, because he's a pushover. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's, he's like the best character to choose for anybody. Like, if, if you are not really sure as to who you want to bring into the dungeon, would well, you just bring Mitsumoto? He, he'll, he'll be glad to come along.
0: Because he's a pushover. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, People are mean. So I've been playing that and uh I finished buying the commando. Uh mm-hmm. that was after the podcast, I think, or the day after. I
0: think it was immediate yeah, it was almost immediately after. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. Buying the Commando's a it, it's a decent game. Uh
1: the the end is just so disappointing. It's not I I'm talking about the gameplay, not the storyline. Like the storyline okay. is just I don't even want to talk about storyline, storyline most people already know what's (laughs) going on with that and uh, how some people may think it's corny and whatnot. I thought it was alright. I didn't think it was uh, as corny as other people thought. Um, It reminded me of my life. (laughs) uh, But the actual gameplay... uh, Man, the second to last boss was easy. I was pissed off about that. and The last boss is... It's not even a boss, and I was a little disappointed about that, too, because of the fact of who the last boss is and Uh everything like that. But one of the really cool parts of the game was close to the end where you had to fight a swarm, like a horde of enemies, and you had to hold your ground or basically run around uh, this library and cap everybody. And that was a cool part of the game because you got to use a whole bunch of different kinds of weapons.
0: You, had, you gotta cap to... everybody in a library. That's awesome. <laughs> and, um, Library's like, shh! Buck, 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 buck! Well, it's more sh- like an archives,
1: not like a... Okay, new I was gonna say. Public Library. People sitting around talking about, Buck, 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 buck. shh! Um, Yo, cut all that shit out. So after I finished buying a commando, I started playing... Well, I continued playing Prince of Persia,
0: the uh, new one, uh-huh. which is... Uh, a breeze. Uh, Prince Aubrey. of A-Button? Huh? Prince of A-Button? No, it's not really. I'm, A I'm A being button. cynical. I, I, I know. So uh,
1: but anyway, that is pretty cool. It's nice to just sit and look at the lush environment and go through it with acrobatics and try and do everything without having to like think about it. Because, of course, if you think about it, you fall and you get saved or whatnot. Right. I am now about to beat the third boss. Uh, I had gotten up to the third boss area before this podcast recording. Mm -hmm. And I got all the powers. And and I mean, basically, the game is over at this point because all I got to do is just run through a couple of levels. But I really would like to try and get some of the achievements uh, before I move on to the next game. I don't know how long I'm going to spend on that because... In the mail, I just got my Madden 10. Oh, yeah. shit. So, um, oh, sucky, sucky, I no. will most likely be popping this into the 360 after the podcast unless I decide to pass out. Because I only had, like, what, five hours of sleep today. Mmm, sleep. Uh-huh. Uh, did I play anything else? Mm, um, Your face. No, I didn't play anything else. Um, so, on to uh, what Mr. Austin has
0: been playing all week. What have you been playing? It's, it's been all Advance Wars, man. Advance of War. I'm at the. I believe I'm at the last mission, um, of the of the of the regular campaign. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still have, I st- I still have um, the rest of um, let me see, the rest of what what do they call training missions? They call like I, again, they call them training missions. They're just you know free battle missions, right? You know, they're not oh campaign you mean like missions, uh, but uh,
1: war room stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. Mm. Um. And I've got a, a few of those to go, and in fact, I'm like halfway multitasking and trying to play one now because this thing has got me by the balls, Aww. and I, I swear I could like I can do it if I tried. By the crap by the goolies, um, but um, it gets uh, it gets really, really, really hard near the end, um, both training, both bat, uh, war room and, and, and campaign wise, and I suppose this is no different than any other advanced wars game. Okay. Um, here's the thing. Ryan Davis in his GameSpot review mentioned that um, it's one of those things where if you make one wrong move in the beginning, you 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 kind of you know are probably screwed for the rest of the match. Mm-hmm. And I see that coming true in in um in quite a few of the maps here. Um, the one thing though is that I don't know that it, that 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 phenomena is any different than how it was in the other Advanced Wars games because I think a lot of them were like that. True. Where in, in the later, later stages, if you got to a point where, you know, um it was it was really late in the game that the missions would be <clears throat> kinda like one wrong move and you're done. Like even in the beginning. Like if you if you make the wrong unit in the beginning, like if, if you're supposed to to, to to create an infantry, but you create a mech instead, then like you're done for the rest of the match. Like and, and you don't realize simple? I, i'm I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you oh, don't okay. realize it until like you you're not gonna realize it until what, way later when it's too late, which sucks so I'm trying to think um there's this one map where okay there's this one map where um it's kind of a uh it's kind of a backwards c shape right mm-hmm. so you're on the top and then they're on the bottom of it, and so Initially, you think, okay, well, what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to get out as far as we can to the right side of the map, and then we're going to do our battle there because it, it's going to be a struggle for who can get around the curve. Of course. Now, the other thing, though, is that it's not exactly a C. It's, it's, it's actually a closed loop, but it starts out as a backward C because there's, like, a barrier there between your base and their base. In this game, they have these, these asteroids... Uh, between which there's, like, a plasma beam that blocks your path, right? Mm -hmm. And if you can destroy one of the two asteroids, then that plasma beam goes away and you can cut through. So then it becomes, okay, well, I could try to build up my stuff as quick as possible and make it around the curve, or I can try to build up an army right near my base and destroy the asteroid and cut directly down to their base, which is, like, a stone's throw away.
2: Hmm.
0: Okay, so... You're sitting there going, what do I do? Uh, if I don't go forward and capture bases, uh, if I don't go forward and capture buildings, I won't have enough money to build up enough guys to support my short, you know, my, my, my blitz attack. Right. But if I spend too much time going around the curve, then they're going to build up a tank and they're going to, like, destroy the, astro- uh, the asteroids and then they're going to come through the plasma and they're going to hit my base while I'm still trying to get around the curve and look, look, looking like an idiot. Um, so you kind of, there, there's another map elsewhere where it's like an it's a mirror image like each side is a mirror image it's a complete mirror image like and and that's not that's not uncommon obviously but this is a really really small map and like the bases are right across from each other maybe like eight squares across from each other okay maybe ten squares across from each other and it you just bulldoze your way into a middle zone and the way that i found out how to win is to just see what the computer does and then copy their every move in terms of who what i produce Mm-hmm. So I tried that again for the C-map, for the backwards C-map, and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to produce everything that they produce. Didn't work. They always, it always ended up coming out on top. I don't know how. Right? And no matter what I tried, like what different things I tried, like maybe I'd hold back and produce like an infantry instead of a bike or a mech instead of an infantry or whatever. It wouldn't work. And then finally I just said, screw it. I'm going to skip two turns of building and then just put a rocket right there. Okay. Because what happens is they're going to build it. they always build a tank. They always build a tank to go up to their asteroid and knock it out. And if you put the rocket in the right place, it's going to always be in a spot where it knocks out that tank. Mm-hmm. And they'll so, probably um, so, wind
1: up going through a loop of trying to destroy that asteroid. Right. <laughs> and so when
0: I finally, when my dumbass finally figured that out, then I was able to finally win after like thirty days. But you know, it, it took thirty days. But that one or two turns were all it took to to, to put me into the position to win. And I'm just like that. You know, that that's cool, but at the same time, that's frustrating, because it's like, what if you never really, you know, it's like...
1: True, if you never yeah, figured uh, it out, you would never pass the the level. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and, and the thing is, I'm not a chess player, so I'm not, my mind is not in tune with it, like, I, you know, if you're a chess player, I'm pretty sure that you would figure this type of shit out real fast, because you're always considering, you know, how important the opening is, and I'm just like, I'm gonna build a unit, and, it, and I have to, because in both cases, you start out with nothing, so... You're thinking that you need to go out and capture buildings, and that's what I was doing because I'm like, I don't want to fall behind in my money, but you kind of have to sacri- – you ha- you have to grab your balls and kind of sacrifice the money that you'd make by capturing those buildings up front and you know just build that rocket and then hold base for just a few turns until you get more money. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, is there anything else remarkable about it? No. I mean, it, it, nothing that I haven't said before. Um like it's 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 similar, but also a very different game because of the lack of all that extra shit. Because you know, in *Memory* and *Dual Strike*, you could like level up your COs and all that stuff. Yeah. And there's none of that in here again. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, it's a it, it's it's a different game. I I mean, I guess I would and and uh, I haven't played *Warcraft 3, so maybe this is not appropriate for me to say. But the diff- it, I guess you could say it's a difference between two and three. In Warcraft terms, okay. because a similar a three- type of thing, right? Not not in, not necessarily in terms of specifically what's different, but how it feels. Mm-hmm. In that, yes, it's the same game, but no, it's not. It, the, the the feel is the same, the basics and the sensation are the same, but the little things surrounding it make you have to think it think about it in a completely different way. Because there were no heroes in in Warcraft two. There were no heroes in Starcraft, I believe. Correct. Nope. Uh, and in this one, you have to yeah, you have to like take take into in Star Warcraft three Starcraft three <laughs> <laughs> coming in twenty twenty five, but in Warcraft three, like you have to like protect your heroes in that, and that and they level up throughout the game and that that is a you know consideration that you have to make. And in this one, it's like you're not having the CEO powers. You really have to think more about the moves that you make and less about just bombarding something with a game changing move. And all, uh, again, you have a sort of hero unit in this as well. If you decide to load them up into a tank, then you have a tank carrying a hero. I see. So. Um, I did explain that before, right? I believe so. You, how you can load up a CO, yeah. Um, yeah, and one thing I discovered... CO, like, on the field. Yeah. Um, one thing I discovered is that the area of influence that they have increases with every kill that they make. So, it doesn't pay to just kind of huddle them inside and never expose them to anything. Because then you really have no area of influence. And then, like, the, the units are basically just regular units. Oh, but if you start, if you start, huh? No, I didn't know what area influence. I didn't know it was actually a
1: factor in the game.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if you load a CO into a tank, it starts off with one square. So up, down, left, and right, one square is highlighted on the map surrounding that unit. So if you put it, if you put a small tank directly in front, behind, up, uh, above or below mm-hmm. the hero tank, then it gets a boost in attack power or speed or whatever. Uh, and then right. as you kill stuff with that CO with the hero the unit, tank... Yeah, that increases by a square so then it's not only up down left right but it's also two squares up, two squares down, two squares left, two squares right and then the the diagonals in between. Right. So it keeps on growing and growing and growing and it, you know there that's kind of a push pull too because it's like do I expose him to danger or do I you know exploit the advantages that he can give me. Right. And that then you also start to think should I put my CO in a rocket because then I can prote- surround him and protect him and then he can kill stuff from a distance. Or do I want to put him in a tank where he'll be doubly strong, okay? And if people break through my defenses and I'm a rocket, then my CO's gone and I have to load up a new one. And I believe that, like, when the CO unit is is destroyed, you don't lose. You just have to load the CO into a new unit, and I believe you start from square one again, uh, where yeah. your area of influence is shrunken down. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's what's happened to me, so. okay. But, um, yeah, that does—that th- makes for a very interesting push-pull there, um— and I suppose it makes up for the lack of um the lack of CO powers because that was also a push pull too. Oh shit, his meter's almost full. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Do I do I do I destroy one of his units and then like he'll unleash the fucking like blizzard on me or whatever? Or do I you know do I do I just play a conservative? So yeah. Um anything else I've been playing? Uh no, but cop sirens. <laughs> cop sirens. Um I believe that is it for me. Um we do have a mailbag for Mm -hmm. once, uh, which is very pleasant. So we will get to that right after these messages. We'll be right back. (laughs) We're back with a from Aspro73, or Aspro73, or Aspro73. Uh, We still have yet to figure out how to pronounce this, but let's make it easy and say it's from Shane. Um, This is an interesting question. He says, I've held off from making this statement in public before because it would expose me to a constant stream of flames, but (laughs) Phil Harrison recently said this same thing I've been thinking for years in a recent interview in Game Informer. Phil Harrison, as you know, was with Nintendo for their formative 10 years in the U.S., um, I th- that uh, let's look that up because I I don't know if he, if that's true or if he's thinking of George Harrison. Hmm, that's true. But I'm gonna look this up first. Um, Phil Harrison. Um, let's see. No, he was not with Nintendo. He was with Sony for most. Of, obviously, he was with Sony, but he started out with Mindscape. Um, from 1989 to 1992, Harrison served as head of development for Mindscape International. And prior to that, as a consultant, game designer, and graphic artist in the UK, uh, joined Sony in 1992. Um, was there was there all the way until he left for Atari? Um, so I'm not sure who he's thinking of right. here when he says that he later worked for Microsoft for a similar time frame. I don't think this is. I don't think you're thinking about the right person. That's all right because the question is still a good one, and and I actually agree with what you're about to say. Same thing. Um, but um, let's correct this right now. He was not with Nintendo in the formative years, but he did, he did say something like this in Game Informer. It says, Nintendo is a toy company, Microsoft is a software company, and Sony is an electronics company. Um, when you look at the strengths, weakness, and history of the manufacturers, it basically comes down to that statement. Nintendo understands how to make a, a toy, which is simple, accessible, and whimsical fun. Microsoft knows how to make user interfaces and backends Xbox Live, and Sony knows hardware. Countless examples. What do you guys think of the simplification and where those strengths reveal weaknesses? Uh, do you want to go first, or should I go first, or what? Um, I'll go first, sure. Okay. Um,
1: I agree. And it's basically a, a, a literal fact that Nintendo's a toy company because they used to make toys, and right. Microsoft's a software company because that started out the, with Windows. Yeah, and Sony's electronics company because they made TVs and um and uh, TVs and other consumer <laughs> yeah. electronics that I can't think of at the moment like uh Discman, Discman, Walkman, Betamax, yeah. Um, <clears throat> this leads you to uh almost it, it's almost like a reflection of what these companies are doing, which is exactly the mention that um that. Chain made, which was, you know, Nintendo know, knows how to make a toy. Yeah, um, Shigeru Miyamoto has been with the company for what, thirty years or something now, I guess. I'm uh, pretty sure he's been with the company since they were making. Uh, forever, ever toys. I don't remember. Um, but I'm sure that he's taking that history into heart. And then, of course, you know, the thousand-year-old um, Yamauchi. He, year old. He uh definitely had that um that idea with all the products they they were making before he left. even though I think he still had some kind of an influence. Uh, probably. I, I think one, so. I think so. He's probably st- more busy tackling his Seattle Seahawks. Uh, <laughs> I am not Seahawks, uh, Mariners. Uh, and that leads Nintendo to making you know, the Wii, which is a very uh, mass-market, affordable entertainment device that usually is more family and child-oriented. You know, they don't really make many, uh like, electronic games anywhere that are that successful that you can kind of... Like, that are memorable. You know how back in the day they used to have, like, Simon and uh... Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Stuff yeah. like Candyland and shoots and Ladders and sorry, and, you know, the funny thing is they don't... I thought
0: you were going to say SARS. I was like, what? Sorry. Uh,
1: The funny thing about that is that they're still selling those games, and nothing really has come out in recent time that is comparable to the memorability of games like those that came out 50, 60 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But yet, Nintendo is still innovating and, and, and working with that same design of making something that is... Uh, to be played with right uh and Microsoft, of course, being a company that uh stole but really <laughs> kind of put into the public uh eye graphic graphical user interfaces in a time when everybody was using DOS and it had to know all command prompt mumbo jumbo um, well technically Apple took it from Xerox, well, yeah, but Microsoft took it from Apple,
0: yeah. Thief, yeah. Double was, thievery.
1: Yeah, because like if I was talking about uh, Apple, then I'd say, you know, they're thieves too. Um, Teeth. Teeth. Tief. Tief, T-I-E-F. Tef. Um, <clears throat> so, what that does, what that results in, I guess, is uh, Microsoft not really having the know-how to create uh, a, a piece of hardware that is reliable, uh, you know, which leads to the failure rate of the Xbox 360. Sure. Uh, because... Their expertise isn't exactly in hardware. They work with a lot of partners that, that do hardware, but it's not like Microsoft was uh, in the computer-making business. Right, you know, if they were in the computer-making business, then maybe the hardware of the Xbox may have been a little bit more uh, reliable, or they may have done a little bit better with the first Xbox. But what they have done is they've created a system, a service that, uh, much like Windows is something that is essential to the use of the Xbox, as Windows is essential to the use of a PC. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm pretty sure that there aren't that many people who own Xboxes and actually like use them to play games. who Doesn't have a live gold account. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that most of the Xbox user base has has um, one. Yeah. You know, so I mean, unless it's somebody who. Uses it to watch DVDs, or and I don't think that that's a very wise decision given the price of the 360. But <laughs> um, you know, the people who buy like the arcade pack, they may just play um, the arcade games, and I think that you can download arcade games with a silver. Uh, yes, you, you just, can. Right. You you just can can't do everything. Yeah. Games. All you
0: time. can do everything that you can with a with a gold. You just cannot play multiplayer games in most cases, unless it's something like. I believe Final Fantasy eleven let you still play it because you had to pay square.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That that was the only uh break in the mold, as far as yeah. I know. Um so that that factor is, you know, Microsoft strength. And uh well, Sony. I don't know, I have a lot against Sony in, in terms of their hardware. Like I, I I guess they know hardware, but I honestly don't think that they know hardware as much as they know. How to use their knowledge of consumer electronics to get people to buy their products? Huh? Okay. Meaning, you know, uh, the PlayStation, the original PlayStation. Uh, people used to hold the PlayStation's upside down in order to play them. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, that's shoddy hardware. i never had to do that with any other console in my life. Um, I, I mean, I never had to do it with mine, but I had to do it with Mike's. Uh, Master So. <laughs> You know, in that case, it was like, okay, um, that that's a, a negative. And then you have the PlayStation 2s. A lot of PlayStation 2s were faulty but not as like astronomical as 360s were because it was never really made into an epidemic type of, you know, a well-known situation. Oh, Xbox 360 failure rate is so high. Right. But one of the reasons why PS2 has sold so many units is because of people buying replacement PS2s, but they just weren't complaining about it. Um the, they claim that, of course, the, uh, the the graphics processing and everything like that and you know the dual uh, process, the dual vector units, was uh, a, a, a technological like advancement to the point where uh, you're going to get these amazing graphics, blah, 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 but no one really knew how to use it. But at the same time, they used their marketing so that they... Uh, they uh, have developed with selling their TVs and PCRs and everything like that to be able to make good decisions about portraying, you know, uh, not portraying, but uh, communicating the value of their product to the mass market Mm -hmm. and picking up the proper software that was necessary to get all those people into uh, the PlayStation. They continue that and they, they, they still continue that to this day even though uh, you know, they're running into a couple of bumps, like, you know, making the PS3 way too expensive and going with this new technology and sticking it in the PS3 as they're, like, uh, kind of sticking their all their eggs in their one basket with putting a Blu-ray into the PS3. Uh, and then now they're bringing out the PS3 Slim, which it, it's kind of not late, but, you know it's been a long time since the original PS3 came out, but I believe that now, with this PS3 Slim and it being $300 and being much more affordable, uh, and a much more of a value than the older PS3s were, Uh it's going to push Sony uh, probably back into the, the market share location that it wants to be. Uh, maybe close to how the PS2 not is now, but like, growing at a rate of what the PS two was growing at this point of its life cycle. Right, we're only okay. what,
0: three years into life cycle, something like that. Uh yeah 2000, oh, 2006. 2006. yeah. So yeah three it, years almost. Yeah, come November it'll be th- it'll be the third year. Yeah.
1: Right. And so I'm 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 I believe that with Sony's uh, marketing muscle and their knowledge of consumer electronics and how to get it into people's houses, this holiday season is probably gonna be really in, in their corner. In the because corner, of the, yeah. uh, the the tight competition between the 360 and the PS3 with price point and value. If only they had like a serious killer app for the holidays, which I, I, I can't think of anything, but like imagine if Final Fantasy XIII was coming out in November here. It's coming out in December in Japan, but that will help Sony Japan. But imagine if it came out in November here, that would probably really bring a big surge of PlayStation 3 sales.
0: You know, that does that does uh, bring up a good point where this holiday season, I haven't really heard about much coming up for it that I'm excited about. Mm-mm. I mean, that, that may just be my ignorance, but like, well, I haven't really... The other thing about the holiday season is that a lot of the big stuff is being pushed to 2010. Oh, right. Right. And for... So I'm
1: thinking the holiday season might be a little dull.
0: I'm trying to think. That, I mean, they—they they react. What is it that they're reacting to? I mean, I know there's a huge thing that they're reacting to, and I can't—for the life of me—I can't think of it. And I feel really stupid now.
1: Um, is it Bioshock Two? No, Bioshock Two is uh, 2010.
0: So what the hell are they reacting to? Everything I know it's something. is
1: 2010. Bayonetta, Bioshock Two, um, uh, shoot. The Call of Duty's still coming out in November. That must be what it is. That's probably
0: what it is. Yeah. But you think? Call you know. Of Duty? Yeah, people love that shit. They eat that shit but up. That's one game. I'm, you know, one game, huh? one day. That's one game, one day. I know. Last year, it that's... was like eight games in a day. Yeah, I know. And they all tended w- to make money. I think that's why this year it's like, uh, dude, we should slow down. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not, you know, we're, um, we are we got to be careful because, you know, last year it didn't go so well. Uh, okay, let's slow down. So, I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know, but that's what the, yeah. I thought that's what it was. Um, But, you know, but I, I don't think that there's any super, super big hits um
1: coming out for anything November, December, besides Call of Duty. Well, let's actually take a look. Uh, just because I'm nosy here. Yeah. yeah I would have looked if I knew like off the top of my head
0: where to look. I mean, I wouldn't. All games. I didn't want to look at the store or website. Well, take too long. All right. Well, the internet is fast in life, so... Oh, no. But, um... any Anything else on this question? Mm, specifically?
1: Well, uh, I guess, as, like, a point for point, uh, Nintendo's strength would, I would assume, reveal a weakness in its ability to... Uh, to capture enough of its customer base to use its product. Like... <clears throat> Parents buy the Wii for their kids and they may use it for, like, Wii Fit. You know, they're they're exploring options to try and get those casual adults to get into using the Wii, but not for what the Wii is intended for, technically. You know, I mean, in its core, it's still a video game console, but these adults are not really playing video games. They are using applications with a device on their television. Set-top okay. Box almost. You know, if, if these same parents bought say, a Wii for their children to play uh, Mario Galaxy and uh, Mario Kart or whatever, but at the same time they were playing something like, you know, Metroid Corruption or they were playing Mad World and they were playing things like Resident Evil games and whatnot, all of the, the more, you know, M-rated, T-rated, more geared toward that age range software. Right. Then I would see a lot more of a uh, shift in the market share going toward the Wii because, of course, there'd be a higher uh, attach rate. There'd be, you know, people buying the Wii, but they buy something for the kids and they buy something for themselves. Buy something for the kids, buy something for themselves. But really, a lot of the casual people, they just buy it and they buy software for their kids. And they buy all that, uh, you know, uh, party game crap, carnival games, and uh, oh, and Imagine Babies and all the stupid. Crap. Oh, um, with Microsoft. Well, the hardware is kind of uh, getting a little better, and you know it still sucks that you know you can kind of bet that your hardware will die, and then you'll have to send your phone in for a <laughs> warranty and pay $100 to extend your warranty, and then when the warranty dies, the, the hardware's going to die again. Uh, it's kind of like a car, almost, but uh, that, <clears throat> while it's still a weakness, it's not that much of a weakness. Um... I would have to guess that a weakness in in my point of view is something that I guess it's just something I want Microsoft to change is in how they produce their hardware. And of course, you know, this is a a Microsoft thing. And I'm not even just talking about hardware, but I'm talking about software as well. But um, since we're not talking about anything other than 360, I'm going to talk about 360 hardware. But their proprietary um, train of thought and their value added train of thought that produces things like expensive hard drives that don't uh, have to be that expensive, yeah. Yeah. Um, that produce expensive controllers and expensive accessories, you know, like a freaking $60, $70, $80 uh, Ethernet adapter, uh, the wireless Ethernet adapter, which, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that you can get something comparable to that. For a laptop, for less than for less than eighty dollars. I mean, you could probably get a USB um, wireless adapter for forty bucks now. But they uh, don't lower yeah. their prices with you know market changes. They keep their prices the same, and that's probably due to the fact that they don't improve their hardware for accessories. They improve their hardware in their console, and yet they don't reduce the price in that that much either. Uh, with Sony, I don't know. Sony, they, I guess their main weakness would. Be in, uh, no, I don't know. I don't know how home is gonna work. But I was gonna say in, in creating a community based in software for their user base to interact with, as Xbox Live has something like that. Like I, I don't even really know because I don't have a PS3. But you may know. Uh, is there any type of community? Uh application to PS3 internet or like you, you can't communicate with anybody through your PS3, can you?
0: Uh, yeah, you can. I mean, it's, it's, you can, you, you create a user sign in, Mm -hmm. um, and that's linked to your Sony online account. So like all that shit that you put your money in your wallet and that, that what you signed up for, for your PSP, right. That is probably going to be tied. If you ever got a PS3, that would be tied to your account there. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can't, you, I mean, you can send messages and stuff, and you have an inbox, and, I mean, all that stuff is there. Okay. It's just not as tightly integrated as the 360 is. Of course. That, that's all it is. It's not like
1: you can um, send a message to somebody while you're in the game, and tell them, oh, I'm playing this, come play that, blah, blah, and you Um,
0: I, uh, I don't know about in-game messaging. I, I, I They may have upgraded that. I, I, I haven't, and the reason why I don't know is because I rarely use my PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have not upgraded to firmware 3.0. Um, I upgrade where I can, but I don't recall taking the time to do 3.0. Okay, because maybe so, it's a new
1: change or something.
0: Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not like it's. It's a wasteland. You know what I mean. It's not like it's. It's. It's garbage. It's just not as tightly refined as as tightly integrated. Um. Put it this way, um, and, and something something that could bear some, uh, some some commenting in Shane's question is that, uh, you know, it's very Japanese. The so- Sony is still very Japanese. Oh, yeah. That's true. So, that whole thing is kind of, I, I mean, you see what happened with Nintendo when it's just like, people don't want to play online games. And it's like, uh, really? But, you dude? know, it's funny about that.
1: I'm guessing that they're using their mentality of people want to play online games to what goes on in their territory in terms of their society. Maybe people in Japan don't play online games because there
0: are more places where people can play together. Together, sure. Sure. Um, I, just, I, I, just, I just think it's funny because it's like, well, if you want to release a product in an American market, you have to understand the American market. Don't shove it off like it's nothing. Right, and that's <laughs> one of the main reasons why Xbox Live is so successful because right. it knows that people in America are so freaking far apart that playing it online. Knows
1: is it knows. It.
0: They. <laughs> um, no, yeah. no, no. I'm saying knows because you have to blow your nose. Oh yeah, that like too. That. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, did you find out
1: what's coming out this year?
0: Yes. Um. I was. At, I'm actually on October, and we've got Uncharted 2, Brutal Legend already in October. Uh-huh. Um. And then, and then Mario and Sonic at the Winter Games. Even though we can laugh at that, you know, it's gonna sell something. Oh yeah. Um. And then Juon, a.k.a. The Grudge. The Grudge. Why? That's coming out for Wii. Um, Drawn to Life. uh, And again, that's October. Um, Let's see. More. Um, Borderlands is coming in October. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Nothing else huge, but uh, then we've got um, uh, Gay Tony, Grand Theft Auto 4, The Ballad of Gay Tony is coming out uh, at the end of October. Mm -hmm. Um, and, whoa, so is Forza Motorsport 3, okay, um, let's see, DJ Hero, uh, is coming out, actually, in the end of October, and so is, what? What? Wow, end of October, okay, so, Grand Theft Auto Ballad of Gay Tony, Forza Motorsport 3, DJ Hero, Tekken 6, Ratchet and Clank Future, Crack in Time, oh wait, this is a downloadable, I think, never mind, I thought that was a real release. What? Um, Crackin' time? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was uh, a full game too. Oh, I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, it? No, I guess it's a new one. I, I, the box, the box art that Gamespot has for this doesn't look like box art. It looks like you know just a a placeholder. So maybe oh, it's down. Okay. I don't know. Um, let's see. What's next month? Uh, Dragon Age, which, uh it's BioWare. I don't even know if like. They've come out. Uh by uh da, 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 Lego wow. Lego Rock Band. Um uh Band Hero is coming out first in uh first week in uh, November. Um this is Vegas. Uh, Ghostbusters What? Oh that's for PSP. Um next in November, Call of of course Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Uh the God of War collection for PS3, um Call of Duty Modern Warfare for the Wii comes about two years late on November 10th. Um, let's see what else. Fantasy Star Zero for... D- eh, not really a huge release. Uh, the next week, we've got uh, Assassin's Creed 2. Alright, that's a huge one. Um, and then, oh, wow, Left 4 Dead 2. Uh, Tony Hawk Ride. Uh, Need for Speed Nitro. Uh all oh, right that's not really a big release Tekken 6 for the PSP um <laughs> uh, they got Q4 2009 Your Shape featuring Jenny McCarthy um Pro Evolution Soccer uh I think that's I think that's where it the the, the waterfall kind of stops Hmm okay but but I mean... There are... Okay, so there are significant releases, but just, I guess, some stuff that I really didn't care about besides Assassin's Creed 2. Oh, okay. So, um... I mean, for me... But but then, like... Then you got the whole Activision stuff with DJ Hero and and Tony Hawk Ride and Mm. all that stuff, so that's... Tony Hawk accessory. Accessory. Um... Is your nose clear, sir? Yes, it is. Very good, sir. Um... But, yeah, so, I mean, there is stuff. It's just, you know, we didn't really care about that because there's nothing that we. We didn't really care about that stuff, basically. Right. Now, but, you um, know,
1: back before the delays, Bioshock 2 was coming out. Was, yep, uh, yep. Sega games were coming out. Capcom games were coming out. Um, let's see. I think there may have been some Konami games that were coming out, so unless they're s- still working on everything. Uh, you know, imagine if. Uh, Final Fantasy thirteen was gonna come out, and uh, shoot. There's really nothing for like PSP or
0: anything. Um, Tekken 6 or PSP. <laughs> oh yeah, which yeah. comes out like two weeks after the PS3 version. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the here's what's funny about this whole thing is that I still haven't answered Shane's question. Here. So oh, you
1: should go answer Shane's question.
0: Uh, let me answer Shane's question. What I think? Okay, so um, what I think of the simplification? I, like, I, I, I don't think there's any reason for flaming. I think the flaming would come out of people who are insecure and it's not just a toy. But that's not a. I, I don't know. I don't see that as a slight. Um, it Hiroshi, like you said, Hiroshi Yamuchi has always said like, the, we, we make toys. We make things that people play with. I mean, and when you think about it, um. There could still be the art, and I know I know there there are probably going to be a lot of people coming out of the woodwork and saying, "No, it's it's interactive media, and mm-hmm. it's you know art." It, fine, it, I know I I do agree with that, but at the same time, like, um, that doesn't that doesn't make put it this way. There are still toy like elements to all video games, and there are some video games which can be classified as full on just toys. I mean, I am going to unabashedly say that all the fucking shit that you have with Rock Band and Guitar Hero, those guitars, are toys. They are. I mean, duh. duh. Like, how shallow and dumb are you that you can't realize that those are toys? It's 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 an accurate description. Um, you would even think that uh, sandbox games are toys. What are they called? Sandbox games, right. yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, for, 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 for you know, Phil Harrison saying Nintendo's a toy company, obviously... You know, well, it depends on when he said it. If he's if he's saying this as part of Atari, or if he's or if this is an old quote for him as part of Sony, like maybe that was a slight when he was part of Sony. But still, it, it it's it's true. I mean, look at the way they conduct themselves. Look at the way that they they target things. I mean. Um, The way that they, uh, okay, so never mind the fact that they're marketing the Wii to older people with yoga and stuff. They still kind of like the, the, the mentality and the mood behind their, their marketing and how they release stuff and just everything. And like, look at the way that the Wii logo, like the the two eyes, look at the way they bow in the commercials, you know? It's, (laughs) it's it's all very, yeah, it's like a toy. And, and there's nothing getting around that. And that's fine. Um, and, I mean, look at the way that they, um, that they created the Gamecube right then and there, mm-hmm. I mean the lunchbox, lunchbox. jokes okay the Fish the indigo color video game console yeah the the colorful the colorful control pad with all the buttons, and it looks like all like the two buttons are kidney beans, and there's a big a button and a, and a small B button mm-hmm. you know um, then there's there's how they made the uh n sixty four controller which was like a claw all right, and all the little colors there and and this is still back when Yamauchi was in charge. And so, like, of course he's going to say toy, toy, toy. Um, Microsoft is a software company. I mean, again, you'd have to be brain dead to not realize that. I mean, what did they? What? what side is their bread buttered on? Um, it, uh, software, operating systems, that's what they've been doing. That's, that, that, that's you know, what their core competency is. Um, I mean, even then look at the first Xbox Okay, when they're all like, "Oh, we know what gamers want." We're a team of gamers who designed this. Well, it was kind of big. It was kind of ugly. The control pad was a piece of shit. Mm. But you know, they knew which they knew that they had to get Halo. Hamburger, hamburger. They knew they knew how they wanted to target their demographic. They knew like what their demographic wanted to play and how to support that over a network, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 they were fully supportive of broadband and, and their network whereas Sony was kinda like uh I mean with the PS two. I never went online with the PS two, so you tell me what your experiences are going online. Uh I think the only game I played with PS two online
1: was Resident Evil, um Outbreak. Uh
0: blah blah. Yeah. Okay, but okay. So, so with that experience... I mean, tell me, what was the experience like going online? I mean, there was no sign-in, right, with a with a Sony network. Like, it was all created within the game? Yeah, it was all within the game. Like, each game had its own kind of uh,
1: credentials and whatnot. Um, the actual playing was rather smooth, but still rather disconnected. But I didn't have a headset or anything, nor did Resident Evil support the use of it. Support the headset. headset, right. But right. if I had, like, SOCOM which came with a headset maybe i uh would have you know have some kind of uh impression but... well let's
0: let's put it actually let's put it this way let me let me flip it around let's put it this way when you go into xbox live then there's a question you were asking me about home when you go into xbox live you feel like you're going into a hub you feel like you're going into Uh, an online world where from there you can pick and choose your options. Just go into a game or find your friends or see what your friends are doing or get a message or whatever, chat with them, anything. Mm -hmm. And I believe that while it wasn't as developed as it was in the 360 on the original Xbox, you know, there was some semblance of that kind of stepping through a door. For the PS2, was there any of that? Was there any like, okay, well, I'm going to step into this world, into my PS2 and I have the option to, to, to interact with my friends online, or was it just like, okay, I booted up the game, and now I have to click go online, go to multiplayer, find lobby, blah, 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 blah. Like, was it very kind of like rigid and, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was rigid. It was, you know, kind of like how things used to be.
1: You get into the game. Game and, spy. Uh, you know, you click, I want to play online, here's a lobby, a whole bunch of games, choose the game, get into the gameplay. Uh, you know, Dreamcast was like that. PS2s like that. Um, I think it all really started to change when the Xbox came out and came out with Live, and right. you know then people started to care about online
0: o- online communities. Right. So I mean, that right there, and I think this is mostly echoing what you were saying before, but that right there shows that they know how to work systems. And when I say systems, I mean like like software systems. I don't mean like hardware systems. Right. But uh, I. F- Here's a funny thing is that I I feel like with the first Xbox, you heard you had Neria a complaint. Okay, there was a joke about it frying an egg cuz it got so hot, but whatever. <laughs> but as compared to the the clusterfuck that we saw with the 360, I don't think it was ever that bad. I mean, talking about in terms of hardware? Yeah. Nah, n- nowhere near as bad. So like, I mean, I I don't think obviously I think that um this round of hardware um, wasn't I don't think that because Microsoft is a software company they don't know how to create reliable hardware. I just think that their focus is first and foremost on creating the systems that, that drive the hardware, and therefore whether it be for the original Xbox in them not understanding how to design something that is appealing uh, from a from a you know just from an aesthetic or a usability standpoint. And I'm talking about the hamburger controller here, mm-hmm. as well as the you know the big box. Right, So they didn't focus... Well, they can say they focused on it as much as they wanted to, but the fact is that they, I don't think they got the right people for it because that thing is ugly as hell. I'm staring at it right now. Yeah. All right? Super huge. Um, But and, and then the second time around, they did focus on the design, but then they said, you know what? We have to rush this to market. And them not understanding, or at least not, uh, not prioritizing um, s- best practices for manufacturing mm-hmm. and emphasizing you know, the systems that they put in place and saying, we gotta get this out there, you know, they kind of shot themselves in the foot with the Red Ring stuff, but at the same time, look at where they are now. Right now, you know, we're, they've got, they've got, like, you know, kind of a, a, a bad perception, but everything is 360, at least in the quote unquote quote hardcore market. You know, PS3 is, like, yeah... It's there, but then like every time a review copy comes out for sites that do like single, single, um, single console—not single console, but like not like GameStart where they review every single port, but right. they just review the game—the game that the the version that you usually get is the 360 version,
2: true.
0: Because that's the one that's out there, and so to sacrifice their, you know. The reliability of their hardware to 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 get a get an advantage in the marketplace, which is, you know, yes, this is spin that they've always, they've been saying for the longest time. Oh, you know, we would do the same thing again because um, look at it; it's been worth it. We're the leader, blah blah blah. Yeah, there's a measure of truth to that, and mm-hmm. so um, I wouldn't, like I said, to to go back to his question, I wouldn't necessarily say that its strength as a software company means that it's a it's a weak hardware company. I just think that they had to make a choice. Where they had to sacrifice some things, and they were put into that position because they are a new play, they're still a relatively new player in the market, and so they're already put at a disadvantage. Where, first of all, their first console, you know, I'm not going to say it failed, but to some people, that's a failure, right? Because it didn't mm-hmm. win and it got canned after four years, right? Um, and I mean, although it's through
1: no truth, f- well. Um, it's not like they mismanaged the hardware and it sucked and then you know blah blah blah.
0: They they mismanaged it the first. They mismanaged the first Xbox in the sense that they didn't recognize that they needed to own the rights to the designs. Right, but because what, they shared that with NVIDIA. But I, I know what you mean. Like in terms of like rushing shit, they and didn't then, do anything like uh, what Sega did in terms uh, of alienating their fan base. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. No, that's a, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, so so again, I don't I don't see that as a weakness. I, I think it's something that comes with the territory. I mean, look at Nintendo at first, all right? The original NES, yeah, it dominated because Nintendo was a toy company and knew how to market. But, you know, whereas today, Super Nintendos, N64s, GameCubes, Wii's, they're almost all pretty much reliable. Nintendo DSs, unless you really threw that shit off a cliff, is probably reliable, okay? The first NES, that whole cartridge problem was a mess. True. Oh, I have to blow into my cartridge. Oh, I have to clean it with alcohol, even though Nintendo says I shouldn't use alcohol, even though the main ingredient in their cleaner is alcohol. <laughs> you know? Oh, I have to, you know, push the cartridge in, but only halfway. Or I have to push it in and then, you know, press it down and then press it up again and then press it down and keep on doing that until it works. Or I have to press the power button three times for it to work. You know? Mm-hmm. All that stuff is reminiscent of putting your PlayStation upside down.
1: And, uh... So... Uh, wait, what else? Wait, wait, wait. There's something else. Um Er... Uh... No, there not Oh wait, wait! Standing your PlayStation on its side, standing your PS2 on its side, uh, standing your
0: PS2 on its side only because it wouldn't work horizontally. Right. So I mean, I think again, I think it's I, I think it's growing pains. It's one, it's growing pains, and two, it's how much leverage do you have over the market right now? Like before, PS2 had such a stranglehold that it doesn't really matter that their hardware was a piece of shit. You know, Mm -hmm. because people were going to keep on buying them, like you said, they wouldn't complain about them. And then PS3 now is a sturdy ass piece of hardware. Like I have, maybe I've heard like maybe one or two complaints from isolated incidents, but compared to the holy shitload fuck of the 360, like nowhere near as bad, nowhere at all. You know, and it's it's rock solid, as far as I've heard so and where is it now you know it's 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 not doing it's not doing as well as 360 so it's like mm-hmm. it's it's more about where you are in the market and 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 how you manage it um which is of course which is not to say that next go around microsoft should not make a good a good piece of hardware they should yeah um and I, and you know what i think they will um it's it's all about learning but if, if you want to generalize it, yes, Nintendo is a toy company, Microsoft's a software company, and Sony's an electronics company, but I think that only says that only speaks to their core competency. It doesn't necessarily say what they're, sh- what they're weak or strong in. I mean, you could argue that Sony's televisions for a long time, the Bravias, were far from the best in the market, and they thrived on name alone. Like mm-hmm. you were saying about how they got people to buy PlayStation. That doesn't mean that they're not an electronics company. That just means that, like, uh, pfft. What am I trying to say? That just means that that's what people know them for, and that's how they know how to... They know how to manage around their shit. So even if their stuff goes bad, (laughs) like the Bravia TVs or like crappy Discman's, like, you know, they know how to manage around it. Um, I don't... I really want to know what Harrison was going for when he said this, and that's kind of why I want to know whether or not he said... um, Okay, so Shane says it's in a recent interview in Game Informer, so he has to have been gone from Sony by now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if you just break it down to basics, what did Nintendo start out as? What do they do today? Nintendo does not make operating systems, and they don't make any other electronics besides video games. They're a toy company. Um, it's this is just a statement of facts. I mean, I don't, I don't think uh, to, to, to wrap this up. I don't think this is anything that should be flamed at. I don't think this is anything that should be, you know, taken, uh, taken too seriously. Not because it's not true, but because it's a very, it's, it's like ABCs, right? That's like saying, oh, uh, Coca-Cola is a beverage company. All right, duh. And then, I mean, they're going to come out with the Coke box. The Coke box. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hey, hey, man, you guys, I I, I just need a taste. I just need a taste. But. Just for the you taste know, of it, I mean the place <laughs> of it. <laughs> Coke it's box. like um, a Coke box. I mean, like uh, the only thing I could, the only kind of monkey wrench I could throw in here is when we talk about something like Vivendi Universal, where it used to be a water company in Europe, and now it's an inter- and it, then it became an entertainment, you know, media company, right? Mm-hmm. But still, otherwise, Nintendo's a co- toy company, Microsoft's a software company, Sony's an electronics company. That's that's really just, you know, you know I don't know funny. what else. Thinking about those three things,
1: uh, Nintendo comes out with peripherals. Extra toys to play with. Mm. In in terms of first party. Microsoft, uh, really puts a lot of, uh, gusto, a lot of strength, a lot of effort into their, um, their software's, well, their, their, their hardware's platform. In terms yes. of Xbox Live and... Yes, the platform we're yes. updating and NXE and all other crap. Um, one bit of news that we're going to talk about a little bit later on is about how Sony is trying to integrate their new television technology with their PlayStation 3. Mm. Uh, which, of right. course, is hardware-based. And it seems like the trends may be kind of going in that direction almost on an invisible subconscious level. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, you, you can put their actions into those pigeonholes.
0: Well, let's, let's also look at this. Uh, whenever Nintendo issues a revision, it's always, hey, new colors. Whenever Microsoft issues a revision, it's, hey, update your user experience. And whenever Sony issues a revision, it's like, hey, sleeker, slimmer, quieter, smaller. So it's it's you know it's kind of, it kind of follows that as well. Mhm. And it's it's almost subconscious. Because I don't think that they're doing
1: it in that outright Microsoft is a software company
0: so everything we do has to relate right. to software. It's it's in their belief system. Mm-hmm. It's it's what they believe in. And and again that's why it's like you know just because it's you know their one thing doesn't mean it's they're strong or weak in anything. It's just what they drive their things on. But you know, I that that does not to say that this question was bunk. No, it's a great question. I'm just saying that my for my point of view, I don't see them necessarily as strengths or weaknesses, but as core competencies versus, you know, things that things that they use to supplement their core goal, mm-hmm. so to speak. So, uh, is the horse dead and have we beaten it enough? Um I'm poking it. It's it's not moving. Cook it, please. I'm hungry. All right, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Alright, we're going to move on to our newses, and we'll be right back in 30 seconds or less. We are at the news, and our break wasn't 30 seconds; it was longer, but only 30 seconds for you guys. So, yeah, <laughs> kisses. Anyway, so this is something I came across uh, this past week, but I, you know, it was from last week's news, which you know, it would have made a great topic last week, but say la vie, we didn't get it, so we're gonna do it now. Um, this is from Game Life on the Wired blog. Um, Gus Masrappa writes this story up, says that the FCC is thinking about a single rating system for games, movies, and mobile. All right, okay, so he says... The FCC is considering creating a single compulsory rating system that will cover video games, television programming, movies, and even mobile content. FCC Chairman Julius Genikowski worries that parents still don't have the proper tools to help prevent their children from being exposed to troublesome content. Quote, parents worry not only about the TV in the den, but about the computer in the kitchen, the gaming console in the basement, and the mobile phones in their kids' pockets. Parents increasingly find themselves playing the digital media equivalent of a zone defense across this increasingly wide playing field. What do you think of this thing being unified as such? Uh, they're still not going to get it,
1: but you know, if if they think that having a single rating system across the board is going to help, then so be it. I honestly think that um, having a single ratings board tends to uh, limit because of the fact that video games, TV programming, movies, and Mobile content, just for the sake of the argument, all have different standards. Right. Something that is, you know, teen or something that is for a specific age range as appropriate content for certain a certain level of people is not the same on one platform as it is on the other. Just like you have PG thirteen, PG thirteen is not the same as rated T fifteen. Is not the same as TV-14. Especially now that the fact that PG-13 content is pushing the envelope so much that it's a lot of times borderline R. And Mm -hmm. you wouldn't see some of the stuff you see in a PG-13 movie on a TV-14 television broadcast because the FCC would prevent that. And Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that you see in a rated T-14 video game, you wouldn't see on a TV-14 television broadcast for the same reason. Um, If they were to create a a uniform uh, standard or uniform rating for those three platforms, I think that something's going to suffer. Something. I don't know what is going to suffer, but something is. Or, the flip side, uh, shit's just going to open up. You know right. things may wind up being acceptable, but I don't think that's going to happen because FCC usually has a, uh, an iron fist when it comes to
0: um, the media and what they allow to happen. Hmm. You know, I I was originally going to say that um, that I would I'd be curious to see how this would work, only because I think people are dumb, and I think that if you put everything all together. That's less for their brains to worry about. Of course, but listening to you and then thinking about it more, I, I've changed my mind, and I, you know, I, I, I couldn't disagree with you anymore. Like I, I mean, not anymore. I, I, <laughs> I can no, I can. What I mean is, I can no longer take the opposite stance. I can no longer disagree right. with you. I, I now fully agree with you, because, like, as dumb as I think people are, like, they, 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 that, that. There's that whole argument about, like, you know, the whole Manhunt thing and, and, and Saw being rated R and, like, there being different standards for stuff. And I, I initially wanted to say that, you know, if you make it unified, then you can ha- no longer have those double standards where, like, one thing isn't – let's let's pretend we're using movie ratings. Mm-hmm. One, th- one thing is an NC-17 thing, but another one is a rated R thing, and yet their content is the same. But that's a moot point because the the board's – the people who are behind those boards would still probably be like, no, you can interact with it. We have to bump it up because the child thinks he's actually doing what's in the game, and so that makes it worse. They could always still just do that anyways, regardless of a singular right. rating system. So, so it wouldn't help anymore. I thought it would, and it, you know, thinking about it, no, it, it just wouldn't help anyway. So, pointless. Um, I mean, I can, I can applaud that they're trying to find a way to make it simpler, simpler for people, but I do agree that things will get damaged in the long run. Um, classifying one thing as, uh, you know, to to a certain standard, you know, needs to stay to that standard because these are different media. Um, and the other thing is that how can you control mobile content? You know? I think that there are parental controls on cell phones, but I'm not
1: sure. I'm, I haven't seen a phone that... I, I've never used it, a phone that was, you
0: know, um, geared toward younger people. And that's what I'm saying, though. Is there... Um, is there? Is it on a browser level control? Are they even talking about browsers? Are they talking about censoring people's text messages, or what? Like, how do you control that? Like, are are you gonna put your phone to like E for everyone, and then every time one of your friends types like like shit or cock to you, it's gonna be a bunch of stars? You know what I mean?
1: Right. I thought it was gonna be that like that. I think they're referring to
0: things like ringtones and wallpaper and games. So then they'd have to okay so then they'd have to do it on a um they would have to do it on a uh, I guess on a firmware level or something because right I mean for par- okay parents well no you know what it depends on how the parents are paying the bill because you know I don't like I, I never had a cell phone when I was a kid right yeah. so I don't know how the I don't know how the controls go with that but like if a kid is able to just download a ringtone and you know how a lot of a lot of them are. You go to a website or you go to a a, a, a hub on the phone, and unless you download that ringtone, and it just bills you. Yep, bills the the cell phone. Up. So I guess the I guess the parents would need a, a a firmware level control to either turn off purchases made by you know the the cell phone holder, like like they had to get approval first, which is probably the easiest thing to do, but then that blocks everything, mm-hmm. or um and or you know not it doesn't have to be exclusive um all the content that comes through now on a software level has to have an indicator cuz you know how Xbox um Xbox 360 can block M games if you wanted it to because it's on, the, the the rating is on the hard is on the disc
1: right and it's on the, the software level. are built into the form- firmware
0: yeah and they'd have to do that for phones too so now you have to go police all that content everywhere and because you can release shit for cell phones that doesn't have to go through the licensing process that video games do, right? Uh, that's gonna be kind of hard. It is. So I don't know how they're gonna do that. Um, and t- t- forget about iPhone browsing. Like, t- oh t- good.
1: T- <laughs> are, we, are we start, are we gonna start?
0: Are we gonna start rating websites now? Like,
1: yeah, that's that's uh, going
0: into infringing upon first amendment rights, but NSFW so, um yeah, very interesting um I you know, whereas before I was interested in seeing this happen, now, I am not <laughs> thank yeah. you for showing me the way to go home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I would definitely like to continue to follow the uh the course of this to see whether the f c c is going to try and do it to see if there's any kind of litigation to protect the existing ratings standards and everything like that
0: right uh okay, so. Because we are awesome at segways. <laughs> yes, we do the best segues ever. Um, remember, a couple of weeks ago, or even months ago, we talked about OnLive and uh, the, the the basic streaming service that lets you play video games from a little Ethernet box that has no no hardware in it except for network shit, and you get a controller, and you know everything's happy and it's like Mister Softy, and you know you hear the ice cream truck going on.
2: Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm.
0: Forgetting about the fact that there's tremendous internet lag everywhere, but. So, basically, the public beta is now, when did it start? I don't
1: know when it started, but it's, um, it seems like it is it was announced September 2nd. Okay. And it looks like they're just beginning it, like, they're getting people started.
0: Beta registrants who sign up early should keep, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. On live beta, hopefuls should or, should be, should ready some general information about your ISP, your computer configuration, and your location, so that the company can determine your worthiness as a beta tester. Uh, which would not be me, since I travel for work, even though it's ending soon. You'll also be asked to run a performance test to doubly verify your beta usefulness. So if you have re- if you have the internet that everybody else has, you're not useful. You have to have super fast internet that you pay ninety dollars a month for. <laughs> I'm just being cynical about this, but um, so. If you want to test this out, um, you should click on. Uh, it, it, okay, so actually, I'll read the URL here www.onlive.com. Online, obviously, is all one word. Slash beta underscore program HTML. I'm sure there's a big fat ass link on the OnLive site, and let's take a look at that right now. On Live. Um, yeah, beta sign up. You go to On Live, it's on the upper right hand corner of the main screen um click on beta sign up and there you go so let's let's see what this says um name email confirm email zip code internet service provider connection type speed operating system um and then that's it i think that's all, all that's all you need to oh you you have to be at least 18 based in the US and have a broadband connected pc running windows vista or xp or an intel based mac so one of those older macs are not going to work um if you happen to still have one of those so there are yeah, plenty of see. those. Yeah. Um, yeah, shit, if I could, I would. But, you know, my internet connection c- drops out periodically. You know, knock on wood, I'm surprised that, you know, we have podcasts that work. <laughs> um. And my job requires me to be out of the city, you know, Monday through Thursday. It's not a viable option for me. But you should do it.
1: <laughs> Who, me? Yeah, or sure, you as <laughs> in uh, our <laughs> you, listening crowd? You, you and the rest of our listeners. Not me. I ain't got no time for this. No. <laughs> I, 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 got I got no games to, to finish.
0: True, you can finish them on live. I got kids to feed. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Not yeah. yet. I know. You don't have a little dread running around. Well, I just, doubt I would. Just um, the dread. Yeah, right. <laughs> just the <a> dread. <laughs> With legs. Man, I
1: dread. Um, Ew. Yeah, so while uh, people are playing games on their PCs through on live, other people are playing games through their consoles on standard definition TV sets.
0: Oh yes, very nice segue. You're so good. Okay, ah. so basically, this leads into another story. Uh, that they're they're close related, but basically, I think there was some research done um, by Epic. Okay, yeah, yeah. Here it goes. Uh, in, an Epix, U- in an interview with Eurogamer, Epic's in an interview with Eurogamer, Epic's Mark Rain has revealed that over half the users who play Gears of War 2 so far do not have HD TVs, and that's pretty interesting. Um... Which would amount to like how many how many people play Gears of War? Like like a whole <laughs> Probably a whole So yeah, I mean I'm not okay, I'm not surprised, I should say. But what this ends up leading to is that um Microsoft has now r- lifted the uh the requirement that games have to be seven twenty P. Um Let's see. Let's see where where what the what the actual okay so, um, some games on the 360 have already been released in sub HD resolutions. H, uh, Halo 3, for example, um, was upscaled.
1: Yeah, it was 1152 by 640.
0: Yeah, um, and you know because it was bungie they're like ah it's fine you go ahead and do that but on the whole what worries me about this and here's some more actu- here's some specs on it from Ars Technica, um. And here's the reason why. So let's see. HDTV manufacturers have been making their 720p LCD televisions with resolutions different than true than true 1280 by 720. So already sure. the TVs themselves are not even running at the right resolution. Right. Which is why you get all that annoying shit about like, oh, I see like little bars on the top and the bottom. What's going on? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to... it, it, it's all fucked up. Uh, the lovingly crafted 1280 by 720 image has gone to be replaced by something dependent on the quality of the LCD scaler. Because of this scaling, game visuals are upsampled by television hardware, no matter how good the graphics actually are. As a result, developers work to create 720p graphics, are superfluous effort. By dropping the requirement, though, Jeffreys claims that developers can add visual features like extra anti-aliasing to make the image actually look better even if it's presented at a lower resolution than 720p. According to Jeffreys, quote, If we instead assume that LCD is going to rescale then for some games, it might be more sensible to present it with a better anti-alias but lower res image in the first place. Um, and again, he brings up the Halo example that Kotaku brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, the reason, the only reason why I worry about this is because of the reason why I, you know, blew a gasket when I heard that Nintendo was not going to support HD. I don't have a whole lot of faith in the HDTV scalers. And maybe this is a problem that stems from the TV and not the video games. But on the whole, I just don't have faith in them, um, You can turn on game mode, fine. But when I play my Wii on my on my TV in the living room on the Mm -hmm. Bravia, like even when I turn it to game mode, there's still a noticeable, if not disruptive, lag. I don't think that I could play. um... Okay, I could play first person. I could play um, uh, Medal of Honor Heroes Two on it, but I had to really adjust. Okay, Uh, I could. Not play anything that anything that the pointer in which the pointer plays a large role mm-hmm. is a little hard to play. So let, let when we were playing, um, defend your cat. Uh, what, what the hell is that paperclip game? Defend your castle, defend my castle, um, defender.
1: The 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 thing where
0: the the we wear yeah, defend your castle. Yeah, like I noticed a little bit of lag there, hmm. uh, because it was very pointer based on my TV. Now playing, um. Playing games that are, like, I was playing Neo Geo games on my TV for my Wii, and those actually were perfect. I don't know how, but it was perfect. Um, and actually playing Punch-Out, Wii Punch-Out on the big TV is acceptable, actually. But a lot of the other games, like, it, it lags, right? And it's because um, the TV's trying to upscale it, and even when I turn it to game mode off, it still lags. And it's like, now that, now that you're lifting that requirement from a system... That, you know, that benefited from matching the resolution of TV. And the fact that TV manufacturers can't even get their shit straight. Like, it's mind-boggling because I tried playing Ikaruga on my 360 on the big TV, and it was lagging. I couldn't play it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. On the 360. I I was going to ask
0: that. I couldn't, like... And when I say I couldn't play it, that doesn't mean that it was completely unplayable. But when you're playing Ikaruga, you need shit to be on point. Otherwise, you're just playing another shmup. That's kind of laggy. But still sort of playable. No. Like, it, it... I could not play Ikaruga. I was just play, basically playing a generic shooter, which, in which everything was hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's what I was playing didn't feel like Ikaruga. Right. Because you can't do everything pinpoint like you're supposed to, you know. And so it just this just worries me. I I, I really think, I don't know, something's got to be done. I miss, I hate to say it, but I miss tube TVs because there was never any problem with that, ever.
1: Yeah, if only all that equipment was uh, like non-existent, but still worked the same. You know, like if yeah. the LCD TVs actually work like tubes, but they don't.
0: Well, the funny thing is, is that when I play on my monitor in my room, um, which is a I want to say 17-inch Dell LCD flat panel monitor. Okay, mm-hmm. um, it's not the greatest of monitors. Um, and it doesn't. You know, obviously, it's not going to upscale at all. You know, the image is just going to be blown up to fit the resolution. But that's a good thing. Nothing ever lags on it. Not even my Wii games. They look kinda shitty, but if if you you know, if you don't sit so close, it's fine. Hmm. So nothing ever lags on it. So I don't know. But um I I mean I guess I guess for developers this is a good thing. You know, I can understand that. Especially those who are independent developers. Yeah, they don't have to worry
1: about um really pushing the technology, I guess. Um and they can still do the tricks that they used to, right?
0: So let's segue into this next one if you can.
1: Sure. Um, while people are trying to deal with upscaling <laughs> on their LCD TVs, they play their Nintendo DSs and their uh, uh, will soon be able to see a Okami sequel for the DS. Yeah, that was terrible.
0: <laughs> that was great. That was fantastic. I'm, it was fantastic. Nah. Um, yeah, so Okami's coming for the DS. And the funniest thing is that I... um, this is the For me, this has always been the ideal platform for it, just from an interface standpoint. Because mm-hmm, of the uh, stylus. Right, because it's a paintbrush and a stylus. Like Even the Wiimote, as much as I think it's eons better than the analog stick, is still not a stylus. You know, it's just not as... It doesn't seem like it would work as well. I it mean, it, a stylus okay. seems like it would work much better is what I'm saying. I believe so, too. Um, so, um, And and plus, I think that the visual style of the game lends itself to uh, not resulting in an ugly DS game. Because Beautiful Joe on the DS, which was Cell right, it came out pretty well. Not perfect, but pretty well. Mm-hmm. I, I would um, bet that
1: the small resolution makes it um, easier to yeah. make the game better. Yeah, Looking. yeah definitely. But um, um the only thing that, Chinatown Wars. Uh, the only thing that I think that is a little bit cliche about this uh Den sequel is yeah. uh, the look. Yeah, it's still associated so and it's still got the same kind of environment that the original Okami does. But now everything is all, all cute and adorable. Main character oh, is yeah. like Chibiterasu, and, which means small uh, terasu. Small little cute little dog with red paint on it. And, um, (laughs) the, uh, the, uh, basically they say, um, in the article that Chibiterasu will also be aided by other characters and Famitsu uh, revealed that one such individual will be, uh, Kununushi, who is the son of Susanoo, who is the swordman in the, um, original game, who's basically running around, he's supposed to be descendant of the guy who sealed, uh, the the big evil in the uh storyline the fir- okay uh in the backstory, I should say, and he runs around trying to do things, but he really has no power, and he's a drunkard and blah 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 <laughs> and you help him behind the scenes, and he thinks he's possessed, so uh his descendant will be the um the assistant in this game, and you know it's a little kid, so you got a little kid, a little baby dog. And it's gonna look all nice and cute, probably hearing kind of cute music, and I'm gonna love it. But it's cliche to the uh, Nintendo's Kitty type yeah. of thing.
0: Not even just Nintendo's, but oh, we're dumbing it down for the DS. Let's make it Kitty. Exactly,
1: I and mean, odds are it's probably gonna be dumbed down. But it might. You mean you mean gameplay wise? In terms of gameplay, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. So knows? Eh, I still I I still have yet to play fully the original Okami, so and I've been playing, you know, I, I think I played about an hour of it. Uh yeah, I'm like twelve hours into it.
1: I should get back to it, but I'm really kind of enthralled with oh, kinds of Persia at the moment.
0: Oh Kami. Oh Kami. Oh, kami. Um, oh, kami.
1: oh, kami. oh
0: kami. Now Okami is a game that uses polygons because it's in three D. What but else it's is it? not in 3D? really
1: three D because it's on a flat surface. But in oh. two thousand and ten, Sony is going to start making its Bravias three D. Um, Okay.
0: Now this is curious. Okay, so so explain this to me. What what exactly?
1: Sure. I'm gonna take uh just for your reference. I'm taking the second article first. Um, the report that Sony is to ship 3D TVs and 3D ready PS3 games, as written by Michael McApostrophe on (laughs) Kotaku. The PlayStation company is putting its electronics might behind 3D television technology with the company expected to start selling fancy three-dimensional displays next year, with 3D PlayStation 3 games being ready to capitalize on the technology. Mm -hmm. Um, So Howard Stringer is announcing the plans to invest in 3D LCD TVs, and there's going to be Sony laptop computers, PS3 games, Blu-ray players that will all be compatible with
0: this technology. There we
1: go with uh, Sony being a hardware company. Time out um, just for
0: a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, by the way, that them trying to put all this shit together is fantastic because they're <sighs> I haven't personally experienced this, but I've, I've heard anecdotes about how you know you have the Vio computers and then you have the TVs and you have all all that shit, like they, the, the way that the organization was constructed was so ivory towerish that they were simply just different departments, and things didn't work well together. And now they're trying to make. Now they're trying to bring everything to work together. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the PlayStation. I think the new PlayStation is going to take advantage. Uh, new PlayStation through the Slim One is going to take advantage of. Um, you're going to be able to control the um, the, inter- the 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 GUI with either you're going to be able to control the PlayStation interface with the with your TV remote, or you're going to be able to control your TV interface with the PlayStation controller, or something like that. Oh, but, that was l- uh,
1: being able to control the PlayStation <laughs> with your regular remote.
0: Right, 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 and I think you mentioned that, and it's like it's just like baby steps towards learning their lessons of hey, let's work together. Let's not be Sony TVs and Sony Bra- uh, Sony uh, uh, laptops and oh, Sony but, video games. Oh, you things. mean
1: for but in interworking the Sony with, products? With,
0: within, yes, within the company. Mm-hmm. You know, they they used to have problems working with each other. Like the whole PlayStation project, like was Ken Kutaragi's baby, and he basically like went in and was just like you guys are idiots for not supporting this you should let me do this and here's why and they're like fine you, you have your own little division there like we're not going to worry about you right, oh and they put it. them
1: in a fucking dungeon
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I mean like it, it was very it was not there was a lot of verticality to it it wasn't very cooperative across departments mm-hmm. so to see to see this happening is, I think is a very good thing for them as a company and a very good thing for us as consumers that if we happen to have the same – and obviously it's so that they can get us to buy their shit. But if we do buy their shit already, why not give us the advantage of saying, hey, all this stuff works together? And I think that's great. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry.
1: Um, let's see. Now moving on to a uh, another article written by Luke Plunkett uh, a couple of days ago, later, which was yesterday actually. Um Sony announced at the IFA Consumer Electronics Show in Berlin that the stereoscopic stereoscopic 3D will be coming to PlayStation 3 in 2010. Uh, This kind of 3D doesn't need a special quote-unquote TV, but the catch is you will need a 200Hz plus set. Um, Rather, you will just need a set of stereoscopic glasses, the likes of which you've probably already used once or twice at the movies in recent years. And I have a pair in front of me right now. Uh, hmm. or even at a game show to play some wipeout, which uh they did at CES. Um The update will come via firmware update sometime next year and will not and will work for apparently all existing games. Apparently hey, it's their claim not yeah. ours, blah, blah blah.
0: I can see that I can see that happening, although I wonder what pure two D games will have to say about that. Like mm, Yeah King of Fighters, whatever, whatever. True. I mean, um, I can imagine that the reason why it will work for all games via a patch, all 3D games at least, is that it would tap into you know the core. Uh, yeah, it would tap into the way that the that the 3D visuals are processed. And when I say 3D, I mean the polygons. I'm sorry, the polygons are processed and like mathematically say, all right, we we've got to divide the color spectrum into the, this way so that when you put on put on the glasses, it comes out 3D. Right. But 2D games, uh, I don't know. They 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 don't work that way, right? They, they can't work that way. They can't because
1: of the way, the, the perspective. Right. I, I, I doubt it. I, I don't know how um, plain flat 2D images work on, uh, you know, a, a type of stereoscopic 3D because they've never done it. You know, all the animations are stereos- stereoscopic 3D. They're made in 3D um, graphics. Uh, right. All the movies are, of course, three-dimensional because they're taken in the real world. Uh, I, I've never seen a, uh, a 3D cartoon that used something other than the red and blue,
0: right? Okay, yeah. To
1: produce the you know the optical illusion. Um, and this is funny. Um, as a relation to what we were just talking about before, there's a comment on here, and they say uh, the comment says, "Honestly, there's still a huge percentage, perhaps a majority, still playing Xbox 360 and PS3 games on SDTVs." The real world adoption rate of this isn't going to be quick enough for this generation of consoles and maybe not for the next one either. And sure. that's that's a point to take in. You know, next year, as in, you know, maybe this time next year, they're gonna have the three D capability, the same thing that you you know, go into the movies and watch in Final Destination or Up or Um it's the other movie that they just came out with, um was Ice Age. You know the uh, same technology yeah, that you're I watching. Think these- so. Yeah, Ice Age was in 3 uh, The same technology that you're watching these movies with is going to be available in the home. Apparently, it's available on. Um, well, it's gonna. It's it's gonna be available on newer TVs. It's not gonna be available on the TVs that we have because we don't have 200 hertz TVs. We have right. what 60 hertz TVs. Uh, somehow one hundred twenty. will have uh, one twenty,
0: 120. 120. So, yeah. Right,
1: and that that one twenty is only to facilitate the twenty four p. Um, but two hundred hertz sets, uh, nobody has that right now. So that means you, you'll need do. a new TV. But it's not like you're gonna need a uh a three D TV that does you know that's like a whole different monster. It's still gonna show you your regular shit. I would, not, I would assume, but it's going to. Right. But regardless, um, it requires a new investment. That maybe SD TV people would be interested in, but not next year because it's gonna be like uh, you know two three thousand dollars maybe, mm-hmm. as most new consumer hardware would be. Um, and I don't know if they were gonna come out with say you know a twenty six inch, two hundred hertz TV set.
0: They might, but they might not. That would see. be nice. I could put one in my room and mm-hmm. be all sweet and shit. No,
1: and it would probably be a thousand bucks. And a regular twenty six inches maybe like. 500. Maybe not. not, actually, not 500, 400. Right, right, right. So, um, now we're done with all of our serious news, let's have a couple of laughs. Oh, shit. Okay, explain this Sigma thing to me. Sure. (laughs) In three words. Controller make jigglies.
0: Oh, God. So, okay. I'm not, I haven't read this article yet, but I'm going to take a wild guess. Um... Rachel, or whatever the hell her name is in Ninja Gaiden. All right, the book, some you know, the girl with the titties. Yeah, that's Rachel. Okay, so are they saying, and you know, let me know if I'm right or wrong because I'm not looking at the story. Mm-hmm. That if you jiggle the six Axis, all right, her memories are gonna follow suit. That's what it seems like. Are you kidding me? Wow. I'm not
1: kidding you, but here's here's wow. the, 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 the the gist of it from the Kotaku article. Um. According to reports from IGN and the Sixth Axis, Tecmo will give PS3 owners full control over the overflowing cups of Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2's ladies. Whether that jiggling applies to all characters equipped with massive breaths, Ayane, Rachel, and Momiji, uh, sorry, Momiji, remains to be seen, but it's probably a safe bet. We've checked in with Tecmo PR to verify that potentially game changing information for ourselves, and we're told by reps that yes, that jiggle feature is true.
0: Dear God. Help me. So why? Uh, yeah. I mean, I know why, but why? I don't know why,
1: but... But, yeah. There's, Sigh. There's you can't do in this on 360. Uh. That, that, I think this is going to lead to another uh, Jeff Gersman video of, I like boobs. I like boobs. And it, I like
0: the last line of this. Hats off to you, Team Ninja. It would seem that the departure of Tomonobu Itagaki hasn't made you miss a step.
1: Oh, yeah. Not, not at all. And uh,
0: while we're talking Sh- about boobies, yeah, and shouldn't they put? Stuff. Shouldn't they be putting this on an adults-only console? Yeah, they probably should. Does one such thing exist? It
1: looks like it will possibly. As, oh my goodness! Uh, the trademark for the name "Sexbox" has been uh, filed. Wow! Yeah, we found this. Oh, uh, well, I found this last night uh, while fantastic. we were at Just fantastic. the uh, rock band party we were at last night. Uh, but this is an article from uh, Michael McQuortor from last night, or actually yesterday afternoon. Uh, Finally, we adults may have a console to call our own, one on which we can enjoy adult situations, adult language, and adult movies. Fantastic! Silicon Extal Corporation.
0: <laughs> Silicon. Uh, I guess Silicone. they
1: make crystal. S- Silicon Crystal, uh, <laughs> yeah, Silicon Crystal probably Corporation oh, has filed a trademark for Sex Box, a console dedicated oh. to adults-only entertainment. Oh, yeah. Silicon Crystal Corporation, integrated circuit and passive component manufacturer has filed for the Sexbox trademark for a video gaming system console comprised of computer hardware with unique user controls which plays interactive adult-only rated AO video game software titles. My God. Considering there's not much in the way of AO-rated titles, we're thankful for its other proposed capabilities. According to the trademark filed with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office dug up by Silicon Era, the C- Sexbox, well, I was going to say C-box for some reason, uh, the Sexbox... C is for What? <laughs> I don't know. The sex box would have, quote, proprietary software and firmware that provides access to associated AO content and entertainment in other digi- uh. in all other digital forms. Quotes, quote, porno. Uh, by that, they mean, quote, audio, video, ACTV, DVD, online gaming, social networking, webcams, video on demand, downloading, movie rentals, purchases, stores, advertising, interactive adult communities. Massive multiplayer online games and emerging markets in one or any combination of these and more as technology evolves, close quote. Basically, every digital avenue through which one can enjoy porn. Thank the world for existing. (laughs) That, quote, console may also let players enjoy ultra-violent fare like Manhunt 2, but I'm guessing that's not really the point. Of course it would, because it's AO for PC, but not for the sex box. Uh, despite the headline, we'll be someone surprised if sex Xbox is actually ever released, especially in any form resembling a console, and without a lawsuit from Microsoft. (laughs) That, 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 just, uh... But we're checking in with the folks at Silicon Crystal Corp to uh, see if we can get official confirmation and to see if they have any loaners. And it is not April 1st. Oh, goodness. Please help me. <laughs> why <laughs> comment sex box the adults only gaming console is coming all over the place <laughs> the title for you.
0: oh that's terrible that's terrible oh right
1: because it's the title is sex box the adult only gaming console is
0: coming yeah uh-huh i didn't even get uh that. zing 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 why okay uh costume wait are you did you did you look at the box Oh, no, no, that's a,
1: a box that, that's an old picture.
0: Okay, um, I was going to say.
1: That is something in Japan. I don't remember where that came from. Wait, let's see. I'm going to click on sex box, the tag. It, it should be there. Uh, but it's not. Damn. Because that, that I remember there was an article related to that sex box. Okay, let me see if I just search for it. Come on. No. <laughs>
0: No. it's a it's a for anyone out there the the Kotaku article uses this picture of what's it's not a sex box, but it you know it's it's something I don't know where this is I mean I'm assuming this is some like some you know toy store and when I say toy I mean you know I don't mean kids' toys here it is. Um, but the front of the box says okay it it lists the contents costume times one lotion times one, and then something in the middle that looks like rotor? I don't know what that word is. Yes.
1: Rotor. Vibrator.
0: Oh, okay. Times one. Included.
1: Um, Yeah, here's the article uh, from February 8, 2008. Um, Not everyone needs what the sex box offers. Um, Oh, wait. That's a a new core system. Let me look at the original one. Want some good times (laughs) but can't afford a real 360? Japan's so got your back. And your unmentionables. (laughs) The sex box is a bag of fun that, despite the 360-inspired trimmings, doesn't come with any controllers, or cables, or power bricks, or headsets, or your 360 console. (laughs) So what does it come with, then? Yes, for the cute and pointed price of 3,600 yen, $33, you get a schoolgirl costume, and some lotion, (sighs) and something with batteries included. They're calling a rotor, which looks like uh, a milkshake blender. Uh, Oh, what? Oh, Why would schoolgirls need to blend milk? Oh, oh, never mind. (laughs)
0: Oh, come on Japan. Good old My.
1: Japan. Porqué? Oh god, I don't That's know what I'm doing Awesome. This. Um, oh, the new core system uh where they don't have it really, but oh, in addition to the sex box, they have a ween remote. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh where is it? Uh, maybe they Oh, wait. Jesus. Then there are some who don't even like the sex box maybe they are looking for something less hardcore and more casual. Good thing the Ween remote is there to cater to those needs. Oh, uh, Ween God. is an a for high-pitched sound vibrators make. Priced uh, 1980 yen for either the Sexbox Core or the Ween remote at NSFW retailer Lamtara. There's <laughs> pictures of the Ween remote. Uh, uh, no, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a picture of the boxes. Oh my god, the box for Wii Remote is uh, a, a, like an anime girl in like a maid costume with her legs. Wait, are those her legs spread? It looks like she's standing up and her legs are spread at the same time. What? I don't know. Uh, but it's made by Chintendo. Chin Tindo <laughs> Oh my god.
0: Oh um, god, I think I think that's a sign that we're done. Here's yeah,
1: because the... uh, I don't want to describe what this thing looks like. It looks like it's got a... Uh, that shit is gross! What
0: you call but it? You, now you're describing it. You,
1: you no, said you no, no, no. no. This is something it. I could describe. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. The thing that I could describe it looks like a uh, contact lens thingers. You know the... Um, you you have, Do you wear glasses? I wear glasses. I do not wear contacts. But you do know uh, the, the holders for the contact lenses with the fluid in them?
0: Yeah, the... um. Are you talking about the vial or the, or the two, the, two the, little the thing that looks like an eight? Each other. The thing that looks like a figure eight? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the old one. It's ones. like
1: a real big one of those, uh, and a
0: vibrant. I'm scared. Yeah, me too.
1: Let's wrap it up.
0: Yeah. Let's wrap it okay. up. Okay. So, um, if you look on the site, I rewrote my Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 review, um, we still, you know, I mean, maybe this episode comes out in the RSS feed, still isn't fixed for iTunes users. Uh, But uh, yeah, let us know if you're having problems. Uh, Be sure to mail us mailbag at trygames.net, M-A-L-E-B-A-G at trygames.net or M-A-I-L, either or. Um, And uh, hopefully Pete got a different uh, time slot on his job. So hopefully he'll be able to join us soon again. Um, And I guess that's about it. So remember to visit Some place where Hair Man plays guitars.
1: Yeah, that place would be xlm2k.blogspot.com
0: and drfishypants.com. Friend of the site, he blogs and he, you know, writes reviews and stuff. And you know, he's there. And go support him. Um, And that's again at drfishypants.com. And then we've got Pete on Facebook, Facebook facebook.com/slash. R Y V V N. Uh, And you can find Slunk somewhere on the internet. He hasn't been with us for a long time. I think he's, you know, busy getting back into school and making babies. Did I say that out loud? Oops. Um, Anyway, uh, Tony's computer is still stricken with a virus, so you're stuck with us two idiots for now. Well, one idiot over here and then intelligent hair over there. I'm an idiot still. Okay, he's an idiot too, as well. Tried to save you. But so, anyway, four other idiots. Contra rebirth. Contra Rebirth is coming out. Uh, I have been your idiot, Austin, and we're gone.
2: Today.